This story is After Ever After by Macy Gertz. Have you ever wondered what happened after Happily Ever After? Well, I can tell you one thing. It's not great, it's not perfect, and it's definitely not happy. You've heard of Snow White, right? Her mother was the evil witch. She still has that DNA in her. All of the power had gone to her head. Chapter 1. Snow White Here, Phil. Luna handed the last of her coins to him, but he stopped her. She looked at him with big eyes. What are you doing? He grabbed a brown paper bag and put some tomatoes inside, along with a few pieces of bread. She knew what he was doing. She had to stop him. She put her dirty hands on Phil's, signaling him to stop, but he just continued. She's coming! A voice yelled from the crowd. Everyone stopped what they were doing and bolted back inside. They had to get their money. You see, everyone must pay a bill of five coins every month, just to live inside Snow's kingdom. Luna got in the line of people and waited. There she was, the queen. Maybe she'll forget me, Luna hoped. She walked down the street with her servants not far behind her, collecting all of the coins. Luna looked down at her hand. Her eyes grew. Only four coins. She looked around in panic. There was no way she'd be able to get out of this one. She was going to become one of Snow's servants. You! Snow yelled. Luna looked up in panic, but only to find that she was running the other way. She looked around and saw a man eating a... an apple! The mothers of the village knew what was going on. They took their kids and covered their eyes. This man had made a huge mistake. Guards! Snow yelled with anger. She pointed her long staff at the tall man, which was eating the apple. You know what to do. The biggest smirk came upon her face, stretching ear to ear. The guard came to the queen with a long black sword, the stain of bright red blood on the tip. She snapped it out of the guard's hands. She looked at the man on the ground, lifted up the sword, and sliced his head off. Shrieks came from the village. Luna stood there in fear, but then it hit her. She ran as fast as she could back to her cottage. She looked at her hand, bowed them into fists, and knew that Snow White had to be stopped. Luna rushed into her kitchen. She packed what she could. A piece of meat, some bread, and tomatoes that Phil gave her earlier. And that's all she should get. She was poor and all. She knew she needed help, and she knew the right people to do so. The princesses. The only thing she needed was to find out what princess would be right for the job. Mira has the bow. What about Rapunzel? She has that frying pan. And Jasmine, she thought. These people are so far away. She looked up. I'm gonna have to steal a horse. Luna ran into her bedroom and grabbed the clothing that would be necessary for the occasion. Rapunzel's village is warm, and Merida's village is chilly. Jasmine's is the same as, Vil- as Merida's, I think. Luna grabbed her mother's old cloak and put the hood over her head. Nobody can know who she was, not even Phil. Breathe, Luna. You've stolen stuff when you were little. Breathe. It's for a good cause. You can do this. She started for the door. She started to put her hand on the rusty door handle, the one her parents had made before they passed away. She stopped. I can't do this, she said as she bounced back from the door. But I need to. It's for the village. Come on, Luna. Time to man up and do this. 
Without thinking, she yanked the door handle and the door swung open. It was time to do the impossible. Luna took the back route to the stable, the one she took when she wanted to ride Shadow. Shadow was a beautiful jet black horse, one of the strongest in the stable. Luna would borrow him when she felt bored. Nobody owned him, and Luna was saving up to get him. There she was, the big, tall, blue, and white stable. She remembers the time when it was red, but after Snow became queen, she changed the color. It took the servants days to complete. Luna looked around and couldn't find Shadow. He wasn't old enough to die, but the hostler was smart enough to keep him away, so she would just have to be even more silent than before. Shadow, Luna whispered. Where are you, buddy? A neigh came from the back of the stable, the farthest one from the exit. Joe knew she would be here. It's for a good cause, Luna. I'll give him right back. She bolted for Shadow, looking like Joe was gone for the day. Finally, she made it, but she knew she had to hurry before he got back. Hey, Shadow, Luna gasped. Want to go on an adventure? She started to mount Shadow when she heard the gate open. It was Joe. You again, Joe yelled. He was old and short, but he sure could run fast. Must be from all the horses he had to chase. Give me back my horse. That's the best horse in me pasture. But Luna just kept mounting. She knew if she wouldn't hurry up, Joe would sure catch her. Everything was a mess, but when they when she got away, she would fix him up. She got on, but not soon after, Joe started to sprint. She knew how fast Shadow was. All right, boy, it's time to go as fast as you can. Can you do that for me? She hoped. Shadow leaped up on his hind legs and neighed. He started running, and he was not going to stop. Luna could tell that he was he has wanted to get out of there for a long time. Good boy, Shadow, Luna yelled, but she couldn't see much from the start. But when she could, she saw it. Watch out for the fence! But Shadow didn't stop. He just kept on running until he leaped. He leaped right over the fence, leaving Luna in shock. But when she came back to reality, she knew that it was time to start their adventure. After a while, Joe stopped running. He gave up once they got to the village boundaries. But Luna thought that that was the easiest challenge I was going to face her. All right, Shadow. Luna pulled on the reins hard until he stopped. It took a second. Stupid Joe not taking you on your rides. You have all this energy stocked up inside you. Luna clenched her fist and punched a tree. Ow, 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 ow! She hopped off of Shadow and took out her map. Looks like Merida is closer. She looked at the sky and said out loud, There's no going back. She hopped right back on Shadow and kicked his sides. They were off to do the impossible. But Luna thought many thoughts as she rode to Merida. There were only a few. How am I going to talk to her? What will she be doing? I can't do this. What's going to happen to me? What will I tell Sally? How am I going to get into the kingdom? I can't do this. This is going to be impossible. I think I can do this. I can do this. You there, came a voice in the shadows. It stopped Luna right in her tracks. You going to Meredith's castle? Who's there? Luna yelled. No need to be worried, dear, came the voice again. I'm here to help. I saw what happened in Snow's village. 
How do you know about that? Luna replied. Here, let me come to you. The voice came out of the shadows, but only to find that it was a beautiful, dark-skinned woman. She had the longest, black, curly hair and the sweetest voice. But the thing is, she had all these animals around her. It seemed like Shadow liked her, too. He went right up t- to this mysterious woman. Whoa, Shadow, we don't know this woman. I know you don't think I'm nice, and I get that, but you can trust me, Luna. How, how do you know my name? Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Polexia. Luna froze. Polexia was the woman she met when she was a little girl. You're the woman that gave me Sally. How is my baby girl, by the way? I left her at home. I knew I should have brought her. A long, loud whistle came from Polexia. Then I heard her. Sally! She came running across the field and into Polexia's arms. Don't worry, baby. I'll take care of her while you are on your adventures, Polexia said as she reached into her pocket. But before you go, I need to give you something. She pulled out three apples from her pocket. If you give these to the princesses you want, they will go with you. Trust me. Luna grabbed the berries and sniffed them. They smelled like candy she had when she was a little girl. But these are apples. What if I have spare? She looked up and asked. But when she did, she was gone, and so were the animals. Magic, Luna whispered. She hopped back on Shadow and headed for Merida. Chapter 5, Merida. As they ventured off into the unknown and made it to a big village, Luna knew it had to be Merida's. She had to be close inside or on one of her adventures. If Polexia may have talked to Merida, but if not, I can do this, Luna said to herself as she hopped off Shadow. She had to walk him into the village. It's only the polite thing to do. Everyone was giving her dirty looks, probably because of Shadow. He was a friendly horse. He just looked intimidating. Once she made it to the castle, she was greeted by Merida herself. Polexia must have talked to her. Luna, I know what you're up to. This girl named Polexia told me about you. Where are your apples? Merida pushed. She reached down into her pockets and pulled out one of the apples. She had three, but only needed one to show Merida. She looked at the apple and went back into her castle. She came out with a bag. Just for your information, Rapunzel will not be joining us. She says her hair needs to grow back before she can help. Stupid, right? Merida continued. She never wants to help with anything, eh? Luna wanted to listen, but her mind trailed off. That means I'll have an extra apple. I think I'll be fine. Are you even listening to me? Merida asked. We'll be... We'll be on back. I have to get Angus, my horse. Merida left Luna with her bag. She didn't know what to do with them, so she just left them there on the cold, wet ground. Nay! Luna jumped. It was only Angus and Merida. Luna grabbed Merida's bag, making it look like she had held them the whole time. It's fine, I don't need anything. Just me bow. She said as she wrapped her bow around her chest. She also had a few arrows in a pouch. Luna had seen them before, on the rich people of the town. Alright, let's go to Jasmine then. Luna says as she hopped back on into Shadow. She pulled out a big map, the one she used to get to Merida. What are you doing? Merida asked with big eyebrows. We don't need a map. 
You have me. Luna looked at Merida, who had her arms in the air, and just looked at her. What I'm trying to say is, little one, is that I've been to Jasmine's castle plenty of times to know where it'd be. Luna realized that that was true, and put her map into her bag around her neck. She held the reins and told Merida, where to? Luna shook the reins on Angus and rode off. Right beside her was Luna and Shadow. And so they were off to another great adventure, but this time they had company. Chapter 6 Monkeys. As they rode along the desert, they heard the slightest ooh ha ha. Then, when they looked look behind them, something would be missing. Don't worry about it, little one. The monkeys go straight to a booth. Merida warned. They'll give it back once we get there. That released a lot of stress off of Luna's back. She thought she would have to buy new things. But still, every single ooh-ha-ha would get to her head. How much longer do we get there? Luna begged as another monkey took her stuff. It was getting on Luna's last nerve, and she wanted to stop. Just a little more wee thing. Merida responded as she hit a monkey off Angus with her bow. She covered her eyes with her hands and wiped the sweat off her face. There it is! Luna looked in the distance. She couldn't see anything due to the sweat covering her from head to toe. She wiped the sweat off her face. She couldn't see the castle from afar. Thank goodness, Luna gasped. She could hardly breathe. Our village was cooler than Jasmine's. You okay, little thing? Merida asked. Luna looked over at her. She looked like she wasn't faced by the heat. Your village too cold for a little heat like this? Luna nodded. She couldn't make out words in her mouth. She was so hot. She knew they would be there in no time. Yo, little thing, Merida said as she poked at Luna's head. We're here at Jasmine's castle. Luna woke up with excitement. She would finally get some water. Luna got off Shadow as fast as she could, and they ran into the castle. Jasmine was waiting for them inside, but Luna didn't care. She needed water, and so did Shadow. After getting them both water and giving Jasmine the apple, they went back into the entrance to see Merida and Jasmine talking to each other with worried looks on their faces and voices. Everyone okay? Luna asked, sipping the extra water off her face. She left Shadow outside. He needed the water more than she did. You know how Snow is the first ever queen, Jasmine started. Well, we can't do anything about it. What I mean by this is the only thing we can do is fight. Isn't that what we are going to do in the first place? Luna asked. The queens looked at Luna with big eyes. I'll take that as a no. Luna looked up at the ceiling and said, Look, I know she is a queen and all, but if you live the life of a person in a village, all you would want to do is take her down. Jasmine and Mary looked at each other and said, We never really liked snow. Luna's jaw dropped 15 feet to the ground. She thought everyone adored her, but they continued. She was always bragging about how she was the first queen. Luna understood what they meant by that. Snow had a banner that says first queen. That made Luna even more mad. Not only did she torture the people of her, in her village, but the other queens. Well, let's get going. My village isn't going to save itself, Luna said. 
the queens got their stuff and headed off. Jasmine had to get a new horse because she couldn't bring Raja, her tiger. Jasmine was by far the richest person Luna had ever met. She could buy a brand new horse right out of her pocket money. She also offered to pay them for all the stuff Abu took from them. Of course, they declined, but Luna wanted her stuff back, so they had to make a quick stop to Aladdin. Don't worry, she got her stuff back. Now that they had gotten their stuff, they were on the path. Luna was more worried than ever. If they fail at this, then Luna would be sentenced to death, which was another thing that Luna would worry about. She didn't want to die. Nobody does, though. Chapter 8, The Way Back The ride back was pretty normal. Nothing happened on their way. The only thing that was different was that Polexia's animals kept showing up to them. They didn't think any of, anything of it because at least Nuna that they meant no harm. After they made it back to Luna's village, everyone looked at them with wide eyes. Mostly Luna. Phil saw Luna and nodded. Thanks, Phil, Luna thought. I'll need all the support I can get. She smiled at him and kept going. She was glad that he was still alive. Joe was waiting for Luna to come back, but once he saw Merida and Jasmine, he stepped back, and whatever he was going to say, he locked up in his lips like a safe. That made Nuna less worried about the people. She knew that people would be staring at her, but mostly because she had queens with her. Luna gasped. There they were. Snow's castle. Luna dreaded this moment with all of her might. She knew it was going to have to come sooner or later, and that moment was right now. Nuna looked at Jasmine and Merida. They were both looking up at the castle. Then they looked back at the civilians. All of you need to get as far away from the castle as possible, they yelled. But they could tell that they didn't want to. Who could blame them, though? It was their home. I know what you're thinking. Leaving your home is a rough thing to do. They continued, but Luna didn't pay attention to any of them. She just thought of something she could do to help the people out of the village. Then it came to her. Maybe they don't have to leave their homes for good, Luna started. The queen stopped what they were doing. What are you talking about, Merida said. Think about, if they don't know what's going on, they won't have to be scared. Luna turned over to the large crowd. She felt important for a few seconds. Then she continued. Look, everyone, there's going to be a party for, um, the queen. And we need to, uh, help so she... So, uh, we know what she wants? All of the village people looked at her. Then they laughed. Luna had no idea if they had felt for her, but she did hear one thing. A bark. It was Sally. Sally, what are you doing here? Luna said with a worried tone in her voice. You can't be here. But Sally didn't care. She stood there and waited for her pats. Luna always gave her pats before something big was going to happen. Luna left Sally there in front of the castle, and they walked inside. Luna was surprised that Snow didn't hear all the commotion outside, but she walked inside, and that was the beginning of the biggest fight in history. Chapter 
The fight. They had made it into the castle without notice, which was weird because there were so many servants. They were all probably shining her hair and heels or something. They slowly made it into the throne room. There they were, met by the queen. They were right about the servants. They were doing her hair and shining all over 200 shoes. What do you think you're doing in here? Snow yelled. Then she noticed the queen's right next to Luna. She was furious. You think you can bring those losers into my castle and bring me down? She laughed. Servants, you know what to do. She pointed her long staff that she always holds right at them, but the servants didn't move. What do you think you're doing? She yelled. Get them! They still didn't budge. Then one of them yelled, No! Snow turned her head slowly to the young man who was standing where his fists clenched into little balls. His tenseness softened as she looked at him. His anger turned into fear as Snow raced for him. Snow, stop, Jasmine yelled. This isn't you. Snow stopped and looked at her. She started for her. As she started to attack, Luna jumped on her back and put some of the extra clothes over her eyes. Snow yelled and threw Luna to a wall. She was knocked out. When she woke up, she saw the horrifying things. Jasmine was half dead on the floor, and Merida was right next to her. Merida? Luna yelled. It alerted the beast. Snow walked slowly toward Luna. She had no scratch on her body. Luna got up limping. She looked down at Merida and took her sword. I am Luna Knight of your village, Luna started. I'm here to take you down once and for all. Oh, please, Snow laughed. You thought you could take me down? Luna drew his sword. She was ready to fight. For real this time. She ran towards Snow with her sword in her hands. Snow White yawned, got her staff at the ready. Luna whipped her sword at Snow, but she blocked it and stabbed her in the leg. Luna screamed with pain. She didn't get up. She kept on swinging until she hit Snow right in the eye. Now it was Snow yelling in pain. You little brat! Snow yelled. She threw Luna so hard against the wall it broke her arm and her leg. She was helpless. She was going to die. Luna looked over. Her eyes widened with fear. It was Sally. Sally, no! But Sally didn't care. She kept going at Snow. She bit her arm and her leg. Luna smiled but knew if she didn't get out Sally out of here, she was going to die. You stupid dog! Snow yelled. She sliced Sally in her leg and threw her against the wall. She loved walls. Sally! Luna yelled. She burst into tears. She was dead. You brat! Excuse me? Snow demanded. What did you just call me? Then it hit Luna. She grabbed her bag right off her back with her good arm and grabbed the extra apple she had from Polexia. She held it up to Snow so Snow could see. It stopped her right in her tracks. How do you have one of those? Snow asked in fear. Luna tried to get up, but then she felt it. Merida! Merida helped Luna up, and they walked together to Snow. Their heads were held high and smiles on their faces. 
They were both limping, but that didn't stop them. You got nowhere to go now, Snow. Your servants are long gone. Snow was backing away slowly until she hit a wall and was pushed to the floor. Leave me alone, she pushed, but they didn't care. They kept on going with all their might, and they shoved that apple right in her face. And then Luna heard, Get them here, Jasmine! It was Merida. It looked like they had made a plan without Luna. It made her mad, but she was thankful that they had. She didn't have one. Then Jasmine yelled the spirit spell, and everything went bright. After Luna was able to see again, she looked around. Snow was gone. Where'd she go? Luna yelled. Did she escape? Luna looked at the queens, who were smiling with excitement. This is no time for being excited. She got, just cut away. The two queens started to laugh as Jasmine spoke. We thought you didn't have a plan, so while you were getting your stuff, Meredith and I came up with a plan. We had a little help, though. Luna thought and thought. Polexia! Yep. Then it hit Luna. Sally was still hurt. She ran as fast as she could over to the hurt animal. She was still breathing. But how? Luna thought as tears started to pour down her cheeks. I'm sorry, Luna, came a voice. She was the only choice I had to save your life. Luna turned around to see Polexia standing behind her. She was furious. Why didn't you come and save me? Luna was bawling at this moment now. She was the only thing I had left in my family. She sat down next to Sally. Stay with me, girl. Polexia tried to grab her, but Luna slapped her away. But Polexia picked up Sally and disappeared. Luna sat there and cried. She was gone. But then, with a blink of an eye, more like a lick in the eye, Polexia was back. And so was Sally. Luna was filled with joy as she wrapped Sally in her arms. Huh. How? Luna asked Polexia. I'm not supposed to do that, but I couldn't have my sweet Sally die. Or have your heart broken. Sorry. Luna hopped up and gave Polexia a great big hug. Thank you, she whispered. Chapter 10, The End And they lived happily ever after, or something, a voice said. Was that a true story, Grandma? A little girl said as her grandmother put her to sleep. Well, Emma, that's the way I remember it, came the voice again. Good night, sweetheart. Night-night, Grandma Luna, Emma said as Luna shut off the lights. Luna walked into her room and into her closet. She opened a small hidden door and walked in. Inside was a mirror. Good night, you monster. Have a happily ever after. Don't make funny dudes, 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 this one's special. Dude, oh snap, that's happening.